Chichamba. Ha. I did not request one. <laughs> um, it's um, you might better make some pikelets for the police. That'd be change for them, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, hey, God is so good, isn't He? And He loves us to have fun. He loves us to laugh. How many of you like enjoy laughing? I do. It's good. It's it's. I I like a funny movie, but I haven't been to the movies for a couple of years years now. Only because I got sick of going to movies which were a total waste of time and, and just rubbish. So I thought, that's it. Not coming back until we get some godly people making movies. They won't see me in a movie theatre. So I'm hoping they'll hurry up soon. Anyhow, but a, but a funny movie. I remember the old, old days. <laughs> in the old days, uh, it used to be um, carry-on movies. Can anyone... <laughs> the carry-on nurse or carry-on... Yeah, all these carry-on movies. And uh, they, those guys were hilarious, really, weren't they? And uh, yes, anyway, hopefully, I d it's funny. You can look at a movie differently before you're born again, and you see one, and you think it's fantastic. Then later on, you see it, and you recommend it to somebody, and you see it, think, "Oh my gosh, why did I recommend that?" Because <laughs> your values change, don't they? Once you get born again, and Jesus Christ is your Lord, you ch you change. You see things differently. Well, I want to talk about days of power. We really, you know, really, this is the church's finest hour that we're moving into. And you might think I often talk about along these lines, but I'm, I'm going to keep going until we've got the full manifestation of it. And then, and then I can stop. <laughs> and, uh, but things are absolutely ha happening, and we have absolutely stepped into the finest hour for the church. These are powerful times ever to be experienced on this earth, never been seen before. And these really are the days of God's power, which will be manifested through the body of Christ. It's not somebody else, it's you, you guys. It's the little us. You miss that, May oh, I could never do that. If you're a born-again child of the living God, born of God, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Saviour, filled with the Holy Spirit, you're going to be part of this, absolutely if you're willing to pay the price, of course. So this is, a, as I say, is a glorious time for us to rise up in the Holy Spirit. And uh, these are the, the days we were taking back what the enemy has stolen. We used to sing an old song about, uh, take, uh, what is it, something about take back what the enemy has stolen from me. I won't sing it for you. <laughs> oh. No, I can't even remember how it goes, actually. But these are days where we are taking back everything the demonic realm has stolen. He's, they've stolen lots of stuff. They've stolen from the body of Christ. They've stolen from the world. And, uh, you know, they've, they've stolen people's joy. They've stolen people's health. They've stolen, um, you know, people's jobs. They've, they've stolen their kids through drugs and so forth. But these are days of great demonstration of God's kingdom on earth demonstrations of strange and wondrous things, wondrous things, including miracles and signs and wonders, um, great release of wisdom and uh, how amazing inventions, all these wonderful, amazing things are about to happen. And you can say, and then one day I'm, I hope I'll stand here and I'll say, well, I told you so. <laughs> I'm going to still be here for that, all right? So... Truly it is our finest hour. It says in Exodus 9.16, <clears throat> But indeed for this purpose I have raised you up, that I may show my power in you, and that my name may be declared in all the earth. 
you know, God said that to Moses so he could show his power through him. Today God is raising up the body of Christ so he can show his power through us. It because, so that Jesus' name will be recognized in all the world and he will be honored in all the earth the way he should be honored. You know, the, the amazing things we're, we're, thing is we're under a new covenant based on better promises. Moses was, was under the old covenant. And his promise, the promises he was living under were not as good as our promises. So the amazing things that Moses did, we can do, and even greater. So maybe we might, one day may have to part the sea and just walk to South Island. I don't know, but <laughs> if Moses could part the sea, I suppose there's no reason we couldn't do something like that. That's got you thinking, hasn't it? <coughs> you probably think, no way, no way. Well, just, just wait. Just wait. You never know. It says in Ephesians 1, 18, 1 verse 18 to 20, it says, um, talks about God giving us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And it says that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, will be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? That's his power toward us, in us, for us. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. You see, God, he sees the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. He has seen the end of time. And he's, 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 he knows what's ahead of us exactly, and he knows what's coming. And when he spoke through the prophet in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, he said, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, deep darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. I would say that's very much where we have been as, as the world. The world has been covered in deep darkness. A lot of people wouldn't even know how deep that darkness is. But I tell, I'm telling you, it's been deep and very dark. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles, those who don't know the Lord, will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. So God is looking forward. He was, when he spoke about it in the book of Isaiah, wait, you know, years and years, decades, not decades, centuries and centuries ago, he, he was looking forward to a time such as this. It's, the, it's this time. Whose rising will the kings come to? Our rising. We're going to rise, the believers, the church, in this time that we're living in right now. This prophecy is being fulfilled. And God is not waiting for anything else to happen. There's nothing else that needs to happen. So today is the day of new beginnings. It, uh, actually, a few nights ago, I, was, I woke up in the middle of the night. I just woke up and, um, and I just sort of opened my eyes. I wasn't to see anything. but just, And I just felt, I, I, and I said to myself, there's a change that's happened. And I could feel it in the atmosphere. It was just like I could feel this lightness. It, there was a lightness in the atmosphere. And it was as though the darkness had really, the power of darkness had been really pushed back violently. And the, and the angels were celebrating. 
it was quite an amazing feeling. I you know, just to wake up suddenly there, and I just said, "There's a change that's happened," and so there is a change that's happened in the spirit realm, and it's going to manifest in this physical, physical realm. So, in Moses' day, the glory of God was hidden behind a veil. Remember, Moses came down and I got freaked out, and he had to cover up his face. And then uh, he, had to, he built the tabernacle and, and the glory of God was hidden in the tabernacle. People freaked out about it. And uh, Moses, remember he met God face to face on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. He came back, his face was, he was a shining all over. What's going to happen to us when the glory arises over us and will be seen upon us? People are going to see you and they're going to see a light. In fact, I remember reading about somebody. It's like, um, yeah, a number of years, quite a number of years ago, this little woman, she was a real intercessor. And uh, anyway, she'd been somewhere praying at night in, the, in some city overseas. And she left there. And there was, some, there was some, somebody there was ready to kill her, actually. But... They it took off and it came back to her what had happened. She was walking and all they saw was this light <laughs> walking towards them and they freaked out and took off. And that's what's going to happen. You're going to see that people are going to see you and they're going to see, whoa, what's that on you? You know, what can I, what can I see on you? And uh, so, you know, Moses had to veil himself because they freaked out. Well, we won't be veiling ourselves at all. People will freak out, but they'll cry out for the living God. They will cry out for Jesus Christ. So today, that glory is not going to be hidden any longer. It's not, going to, it's not hidden in a tabernacle. It's not going to be hidden anywhere. It's going to be seen on the body of Christ. It says in Numbers 14:20, As truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. All the earth is going to be filled with God's glory. It says in Psalm 110.3, Your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. See, God wants his glory and power made known and revealed in us and in the nations. And it says, Your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. So are you a volunteer? (laughs) I'm a volunteer. Put your hand up if you want to be a volunteer for the glory of God. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be volunteers in the day of his power. We're saying, yes, Lord, I'm going to be a volunteer for you. I volunteer to carry your glory. I volunteer that I will live right so I can carry the glory. Amen? So, God is he's revealing this glory in us and in the nations. Now, I want to just talk for a moment about New Zealand. New Zealand has a calling and a destiny. It wasn't just dropped at the bottom of the world for nothing, with no purpose or no calling on it at all. It has a destiny. You weren't born here for no, for no reason, or you're not, if you were born somewhere else, and living here, it's not for no reason. God knows what he's doing. He says in Psalm 2.8, Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. I love that. So this nation is God's inheritance. But we are special because we are the ends of the earth. We're his possession. He possesses us. He wants to possess this nation. I love that. 
I get excited about that. So there is a sound that has yet to come to New Zealand from the uttermost parts of the earth. And people of the Spirit are listening and waiting for that sound. I know that. That's a fact. We could say we are a warrior nation, which is expressed very much in the Maori culture. And that's not by accident. God has a purpose for all things. Also, we're a peace-making nation. You know, the treaty was about peace between two races. It wasn't settled through war, although there were wars, but it wasn't settled through war where one was defeated and the others not. It wasn't about that. It was a coming together to make peace. It wasn't, we beat you into submission, now we'll sign a, an agreement. It was nothing to do with that. It wasn't that. It was a treaty between two cultures and it was made in good faith. It says in Matthew 5, 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. See, we're a special nation. You know, the treaty hasn't been without letdowns and betrayals. Nevertheless, at the time of signing, it was done in good faith between two parties. As believers, we are peacemakers, bring, bringing peace between God and man through Jesus Christ. As peacemakers, we recognise and we represent a righteous kingdom, the kingdom of God. That's who we are. You know, there's been a whole spiritual battle going on for this nation, Compl a real battle for this nation, for all that is righteous and all that is pure and all that God loves. There's a battle between light and darkness, Jesus Christ and the believers against Satan and his demonic kingdom. See, Satan wants this nation for himself because he knows it's special to Jesus. He always wants what Jesus is entitled to and what Jesus loves. But it's too late for him. <laughs> it's too late. We're aware of his, what's happening. And we're rising up. And the glory's coming upon us. It's going to be seen upon us. We've won. We have absolutely won. We, the body of Christ, are rising up in the power and the anointing of Almighty God and the glory of God. So all the training we've had over the years about faith, regarding faith, it's culminating in this time on earth. You know, this church came out of a movement of faith. I got, when I was born again, um, I came into that movement, Don and I came into it really early as believers. It totally tipped us upside down. It set us on fire like no other message could. You know, just made us, man, Lord, people don't need to hear this. You know, they need to hear this message. It's powerful. It will change lives. It was just, it was just amazing. So the more we spend time, so we're, we're actually, um, we need to live by faith. We need to be faith people. We need to live by faith in the Son of God. We walk by faith and not by sight. Don't be moved by what you see. Be moved by what you believe. Don't be moved by what you see. We believe, therefore we speak. Not we doubt and then we speak. I tell you what, too many Christians doubt and they speak. <laughs> Don't doubt and then speak. We believe, then we speak. Okay? 
you believe what God's word says, then speak. If you can't, say, if you can't agree with the word of God, it's better to be quiet. Don't say anything. Because there's power, life and death are in the power of the word. Isn't that right? So, we need to, our, our spiritual senses to be, must be tuned into God's spiritual realm. Make sure that our words are lining up with our believing. The more we spend time with God and in his word, the more we worship him and declare his word, resist fear, resist the devil, resist unbelief, and walk in love, the greater the glory we will carry. This glory is not just for pastors, for goodness sake. It's not for fivefold ministry. This is the whole body is going to carry this glory. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, But we all with unveiled face, see, we don't need a veil over our face, beholding as in the mirror the glory of the Lord, (coughs) are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of God. So we're being transformed. We're being changed from glory to glory from one degree of glory to a greater degree of glory to a greater degree of glory. We're undergoing a metamorphic change. <laughs> Something the world has never seen before. You know, if all you ever saw were monarch, you know, about the um, caterpillars, but you'd never seen a butterfly, you'd be surprised when you saw that, that from that came a butterfly. <coughs> the world's going to be shocked what's going to come from us when we emerge. <laughs> They, they'll be shocked. So we've been transformed into the same image as the Lord, it says. We've been made partakers of God's divine nature. You need to be speaking this. Right? Thank you, Father. I'm, I'm a partaker of your divine nature. It's on the inside of me. His nature includes his power. So you've got power on the inside of him, of you. We've been made partaker, partakers of God's power. But the power was not in us to hide, as to dis- display. And it's not there just for our benefit, it's for the benefit of others. It's within us to demonstrate to the world God's goodness. To set captives free, to heal the sick, to work miracles, signs, wonders and gifts of the Holy Spirit. To deliver people, and even nations and creation itself. I know that because it says in Romans 8, 9, that for the earnest expectation of the creation, it says that he eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God because it's grown. It goes on how it's been groaning. You know, there's decay and there's, there's even creation itself has been groaning under the weight of sin. But they're looking forward to this time when the sons of God are going to be revealed on the earth. It's not when we come back from heaven. It's on this earth now. This is for now. When we come back from heaven, that's going to be a total different thing then. So we're carrying a great responsibility, really. But you you can do it. We can all do it. Absolutely, all of us can do this. We're to reveal who God is. He's a God of righteousness, justice, and truth. A God of love and, and great mercies. We are the ones who are going to show the world what he's really like. So we're of a spiritual tribe, the tribe of the Lion of Judah. What sound does a lion make? Yeah, <laughs> a roar, <laughs> a roar. And I, I could never roar like a lion, 
but in the spirit I can roar like a lion. And all of you can too. You know that a lion's roar can travel from, I, I, I Google this, about limbering something kilometers. So if I roared, if I was a lion, I'd roar from here. They'd hear me way over the shopping centre over in Waikanae. That's how far a lion can roar. And it puts fear in the hearts of animals. So when we roar, we put fear in the hearts of the enemy. They, they tremble. Oh no, there's that person from the tribe of the Lion of Judah roaring in their room, declaring things, decreeing things, speaking things into the atmosphere. And they hate it because you sound like the lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Isn't that exciting? You're powerful. You're more powerful than you even know. But you need to just get in, sometimes into your prayer closet or wherever you pray. I don't pray in a closet. <laughs> I don't know. Imagine that. Stuffed in with, I don't know, with clothes or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I like to, actually I've got a, it's a great place in my house. I can, I've got quite a big um, upstairs lobby area, concrete floor between us, and um, <coughs> sort of no neighbours are going to hear me. So I can get in there and I can shout. I do make sure the windows are shut. But I get in there and I shout. And uh, that's why I like getting out in the country. I like to get a spot and I'm looking around. Nobody's here. Right, then I go for it. Then I shout into the atmosphere. See, I roar. <laughs> so, you know, we've, we're part of the tribe of the Lion of, of Judah. And when we um, make faith declarations using our God-given authority, we release resurrection power through our prayers and through our declarations. It's powerful. It's powerful. We can change things. You can change things in your home. You can change things in your, your, your um, community. You can change things in this nation. Don't limit yourself to, to just praying for a few people. Expand it. Expand how far you pray for. Amen? Right. It says in Joel 2, verse 11, The Lord gives voice, or he roars before his army. For his camp is very strong. That's us. It's the army, the camp of the army of God. For it's strong as the one who executes his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can endure it? I like it in another translation. It says, The Lord thunders at the head of this great army. He leads them with a shout. For the day of the Lord is great and awesome. So that's really awesome. So we are an army that lives by faith. We must have faith which gives us victory in overcoming the attacks of the enemy. However he attacks us, we need to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. That's how we overcome. We're covered in the blood. You know, the blood washes us all the time for sin. If we overcome by the blood of the living covenant. We have a covenant, a living covenant with Almighty God. There's no stronger agreement in all, in all the whole universe or cosmos. Nothing greater than the covenant God has made through his son, Jesus Christ. And we become party to that covenant when we say yes to Jesus. And we are washed in that blood and we stand righteous before God Almighty, a child of the living God. You're powerful. There is so much in you there is so much in you. There is so much in you. And you need to allow it to come up and come out your mouth. 
and start changing your situation, changing this nation. Change it. You can change it with what you declare. Amen? Don't be timid. Don't be timid. Be bold. The righteous are as bold as a lion. It's pretty hard to see a timid lion. I always remember once when we lived in Australia, we were in the car, we were in this park where they lions just walk around and you drive through with your car. I may have shared this before. <coughs> we were there and this huge lion, I didn't realize how big they were. It was as big as their windows. It was a big thing walking right by our window. And as he just got to, we had Don's dad in the front, got to the window where he sat and went, whoa. <laughs> and we all went, <laughs> we were, oh my gosh, I bet they can't break a window and climb in. Honestly, that roar, it really shook us. That's what you sound like when you pray. The, the demonic realm hear that roar, and they think, oh my gosh, yeah, let's get out of here before we get blasted. <laughs> well, let's blast him out of this nation. We don't want him. We don't want him. I just believe we can kick them right out. Why not? Why do we need any of them? No, we don't. We just put up with them. We don't have to put up with these things. They can go to some other place. We don't know. We don't. It's, you know, we, we are so powerful, saints. You're filled with the Spirit of God. You're born of God. You're a child of God. You're here to change this earth. You're not just here to play games. We're not here just to... We come here to be together, to be fired up, to worship the Lord so that we can go out there and be powerful. That's what God wants of us. That's what the Lord is, is asking of us. Alrighty. So, where did I get up to? I don't even know. <laughs> I just did a whole, whole other message there. Okay. We're all right. So... Yeah. So we take hold of the promises of God by faith and we declare the word in the face of the attacks of the enemy against us. And, uh, and we win. We win. Amen. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. He's the author and the finisher of it. And whatever is not of faith, it says is sin. So let's make sure we're not sinning, but we're living by faith, not by sight, not by feelings, not by how we, not by our emotions. We live by faith, and we just say, "Emotions, you can just pipe down. You can just settle down." And when God called Abraham, He told him He would make him a great nation. But before that could ever happen, He had to leave where He was living, it was Ur of the Chaldees, and move to a place which God would show him. It took faith. It says that in. In uh, Hebrews 11, it says, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place he would receive. And the Bible says he went out not knowing where he was going. That's faith, isn't it? God says, I want you to come out of there. And you say, I mean, it's not just one man with a little couple of suitcases. He had servants and he had um, family. You know, he had his father and everything. And he... He had um, cattle and sheep. <laughs> That's not just like packing your bags and moving out, is it? You know, moving down the road. It was, that was a move of faith when he went out. So I want to say we never come to a new place until we come out of the old, pl- the old place. 
a place where we leave the old behind, the old life behind, and we move into this new place in Christ, where his life and his love and his spirit so fill us that we start to talk and act and look like Jesus Christ. See, to move out of a new place doesn't necessarily mean a new physical location. It can mean a new place in God, a new level of glory, a new level of faith, any of that. A new place where we start to move in his power where we're coming to. A new place where we are being transformed from glory to glory. God is preparing us for these wonderful days. You know, Saul of Tarsus, he was on the road to Damascus. He was on his way to murder Christians. He was, you know, he, he was wanting to murder, he, out murdering Christians. But Jesus apprehended him on the road to Tarsus. He called him. And he said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And, and his bright light shone upon him. He fell off his horse. He fell and fell on the pavement. Couldn't see anything. It was just the light just blinded him totally. And he cried out to, to the Lord and he says, Lord, what will you have me do? And he later was known as Paul. He became the greatest apostle in the Bible. Out murdering Christians. I mean, none of us are that bad. <laughs> There's hope. <laughs> but God changed him. He utterly changed his life. Utterly changed his life. So how many Christians cry out to the Lord the same question? Lord, what would you have me do? Have you ever done that to the Lord? I just don't mean when you hurt yourself, Lord, what would you have me do? I mean, really ask him, Lord, what would you have me do? What would you have me do? I don't think a lot of Christians do, sadly. But once we meet Christ, our heart cry should be, Lord, you died for me. What will you have me do? What can I do for you? He has a purpose for each of us individually. We will never be fully satisfied in life until we offer our life fully to Christ. You will never be fully satisfied. If you are born again, but you have never offered or dedicated your life to the Lord's purposes, then you will never be fully satisfied. And you'll miss out on the things that God has for you to accomplish for him. And you'll miss out on the rewards of obedience. There are wonderful rewards he has for us. So God wants to reveal his power and his glory in unprecedented ways in these times we are now, have now entered into. And he wants to reveal Christ's power through the body of Christ. My question is, are you willing to be part of this? Will you pay the price? God is asking us that, will my people be willing in the day of my power? Will he's, that was the question he, in from Psalms. Will, uh, will my people be willing in the day of my power? Will you be willing? Will you say yes to him? Good. So faith is required. Faith in God's word, faith in our salvation, faith in the power of the spirit. You know, when I gave my life, I'm just wrapping up now, when I gave my life to Jesus 41 years ago, and I won't tell you how old I was, <laughs> 41 years ago, <laughs> I offered my all. When I got born again, I offered everything. I said I would do whatever God asked me to do. I, you know, as soon as I was born again, I sought him. 
I served wherever I could serve. I studied the word. I couldn't get enough. I read and listened to tapes of powerful tapes in those days, so that ages me, tapes of powerful preachers. I, you know, straight away, I found myself leading the Bible study group. I'm mean, just, just a born-again believer. I played the piano at the church. Yeah, it was the Anglican church. <laughs> this is in Australia. I prayed. You know, I did all I knew to do. And when we came back to New Zealand, which would probably be uh, three years after we got born again, when we came back to New Zealand, I got involved in a, another church. There were no churches like ours then. I went to a denominational church for a while. And again, I led a study group. I got involved in a local children's ministry, which Green, who's, not, who's in Australia at the moment, uh, with around, she had around 70 children who would come over on a Friday. They called it Friday school. Instead of Sunday school, it was on a Friday, so it was Friday school. About 70 children. And so I joined her there, and, and, uh, and I, I would taught them. You know, every week after school, we taught the children the word of faith, how to resist the devil. And some of them never knew the devil was real. In fact, one of the mums came and said, how dare you be talking about the devil? Well, actually, we're telling them how to resist him. You know? <laughs> People get funny, don't they? I don't think they believe he's real. They think he's just somewhat, something with a tail and a fork or something. And he's not. He's real. And he's powerful. And he's ugly. And he's evil. And he's no match to the body of Christ. And Jesus Christ beat him, beat him to down in hell, stripped him of his authority and all of his power so that we can have the authority over him. So, you know, every week after school I, I would go and do this teach the kids and um, we held Christmas concerts for the children. This, this is quite as a new believer. Presenting the truth of Christmas, I wrote a whole Christmas um, thing <laughs> to bring out the word, the whole truth. I wasn't going to just see Jesus in the manger and finish there. Took it from the beginning, <laughs> from the beginning of time in the Garden of Eden to, to the prophesying about our Saviour will come to the birth and to the resurrection. We, I took them right through it. Right through it. And we packed out that school hall. Uh, we packed it out. We, had, uh, we did it over several nights. We did it in the day for the school came. Presenting the whole gospel. Line. I don't know how we got away with it, really. But there was one uh, minister there from a denomination I won't mention, but when he, when after it, he was certainly... And uh, he says... I don't call that a Christmas celebration. But everyone else loved it. I thought, well, then you need to get born again. And he did. <laughs> he did. He did need to get born again. My goodness, whoops. That's what you do when you have high heels on. Okay, so, <clears throat> and Don and I, I don't know how we did this. We ran a sm small uh, youth group in our home, didn't we, Lisa? And we, and we took them away. Oh, my gosh. Never again. <laughs> took them in this van and then we took them up the hills and one of them's one of the kids and me and Lisa just you know, the men to be sticking with us just disappeared oh my gosh we're wandering over these hills and going down to this bush and he's gone why did he get a bollocking from Don when Don saw him <laughs> thrown again you know trying to find this naughty kid but anyway we did it out of love <laughs> trying to want these kids to find the Lord and they did didn't they I think actually all of them found the Lord. So this is just, I'm just saying, this is what we did. And for 41 years, I've never stopped serving God. 
And it's good. I mean, this is what we're meant to do. It's a lifestyle. And you know, you don't have to be up here. It's a lifestyle. All those things, you know, you can do, you can do all these different things. So why am I even telling you all of that stuff about myself? I'm telling you that because you should never give up. You should never give up. You never quit serving God. Keep serving him. Keep loving him. Jesus gave his life for us. The least we can do is give our life back for his purposes. We are to be vessels of honour, not dishonour. So would you like to stand and we'll just make a declaration, shall we? Make a prayer. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, pray this with us because you'll find yourself saved. <laughs> okay? <laughs> If they can't get you straight out, we'll get you sneakily. <laughs> All righty. <clears throat> Let's pray. Okay. Father God, I stand before you today to offer my life to you and to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for being my saviour. I choose to do your will to seek your face, to learn more of you. I want to be used in these days of your power and glory. I want to be a vessel of honour, not dishonour. I want to carry the glory. Lord, forgive me where I have ignored your voice and done my own thing. Today, I make a decision to listen to your voice, to obey your promptings, to love people, to walk by faith, and to declare your will over my family, over my church, and over my nation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you, if you feel like making a, you know, a dedication up the front here, we'll, you're very welcome to come up. You just want to say, Lord, I just want to stand at the altar here and just present myself to God. And you've prayed that prayer. Just, just talk to him and we can just lay hands on you. If you need healing in your body or help in any way, please come up and we'll pray with you. If you, if you don't want to be part of that, that's all right. You can slip away to the cafe. Otherwise, we'll just show respect to the Holy Spirit and just very welcome to come forward and we will pray with you. God bless you all.